The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is May 29th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan. Here to talk about SmackDown on Fox. Um... Lots to unpack tonight, guys. This was uh, kind of a different show. Uh, I mean, Matt, aside from uh, some of the obvious things people were talking about, I mean, what really jumped out at you about tonight's SmackDown? Well, first, what, what is everyone saying is the obvious? What were, the Matt Hardy the stuff, obvious. I think. I think the Matt Hardy stuff is... Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Oh, Jeff Hardy, sorry. <clears throat> uh, my mind's still on AEW. I think the Jeff Hardy stuff at that opening, I mean, just shocked a lot of people. Right now, WWE will pull in real life into storylines, but... I mean, to look at that correctly, to open with a spot that essentially looks like he was driving under the influence and now the cop saying, oh, he smells like he smells like the, the alcohol that's in the car um, and putting it that front and center that they essentially did Jeff Hardy in a drunk driving spot to open the show. And he hit Elias. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think right now when we all could desperately use escapism, this was a very real way to start the show that a lot of people thought was in poor taste. I agreed with that, actually. Um, I agreed with that that point of view. Because that's what I thought, too. You know, between not to get too political, or not even political, just to get too real-world-ish, if you will. Stuff with Minnesota, I mean, you know, what, what just happened. And we want to, we don't want to be reminded of what's happening in the real world right now, in any way, sense, or form. We want to go on that journey that pro wrestling's supposed to take us on. That we all got Entrapped, just entranced by since we were five years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that make believe land of suspend your disbelief, but we all subscribe to wanting to suspend our disbelief. You don't have to work too hard to get us to do it. I mean, good lord, Undertaker shoots lightning bolts for crying out loud, <laughs> and we're all in on it. Um, yeah. We love it. You know what I mean? So like, there was no reason to do this tonight. This is terrible timing. Yeah, the timing is not great, but what we have to keep in mind is that um, you know they shot this angle and they shot this episode. Uh, they they you know they shot this earlier and they were building for over a month to this. This this now puts all in perspective why they were building with the videos of Jeff, why they set the tournament up the way they did. For sure. So, so I mean, some of this was shot and decided on uh, potentially prior to the unfortunate incidents that are going on in Minneapolis. You know, so. But can I ask you a question? You got this. Is this is the really quick? I'm going to cut you off to, from your flow. I apologize, but I'm going to forget to say it. Um, and this is important, Justin. That's where you have a responsibility to say, I know we are planning this forever. All right, but look, right now we're supposed to be providing escapism more than anyone. That's our that's our motto. We're not going to be providing that by doing this because of what just some things that have happened amongst being in the middle of an outbreak right now and yada yada yada, real life stuff. Right now is maybe not the best time for this. Let's just have Jeff go out and cut a from the heart promo about whatever and have him get into what's happened to him without having to do this. I don't know. Yeah. I just I think mean, the, the ability, Justin, to pull this and be, cooler heads, not cooler heads, better minds prevail, whatever it is. 
Well, I'm not saying they couldn't have. I'm not saying they couldn't have. I'm not saying they couldn't have reshot and, and pulled an audible. I, you know, it, it is a closed set, so they can make virtually anything happen. Um, but I, I guess um, let's take the let's take the unfortunate events of what's going on in the, in the world at the moment and this week in America. I did think to answer your first point, your question, Glenn. Um, this was one of the more must see captivating episodes of SmackDown in some time, especially in, in the empty arena situation. This show was mu- far mm-hmm. more reality show feeling, show. soap opera feeling. I mean, we didn't see a wrestling ring until 15 minutes in. But when we did see a wrestling ring, we still got some really good wrestling action. Um, but this felt like it, I mean, it, it was that it was that car crash, you know, fast-paced, um, you know, reality show kind of feel. And, and look, I, I think maybe not maybe not controversial matter of digging up DUIs here, but I think that this is in WWE's benefit to try to do more reality show linear uh, episodes for the time being while you don't have fans. There I mean, you go. I just feel, and, and Matt, you've talked about this before, like Vince uh, not only has a great sense of uh, patriotism, but also the sense of um, when the nation is hurting, we are their distraction. We are here yes. to take America's yes. mind off things. It seems 100%. like today would have been a, a day where I would have expected to hear rumors of Vince scrambled and called everybody back in to reshoot half the show at the last minute because he thought it would be in poor timing tonight to put on something that people might find. Again, it's, it's this isn't an analog to what's going on in Minnesota, but just no, something no, that's so, no. such a hot button, like real raw, for lack of a better term. Issues. We don't want real world stuff at the moment. I, not, and when I say we, I can't speak for every fan, because there's fans out there that thought this was amazing. In any other time period, I would have thought the same thing. Um, do you know what I mean? So I, 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 I personally agree with you, Glenn. But I see why there's other fans that may not. You know what I mean? I see both sides of it. I'm just saying I always shook the pom-poms for WWE when COVID first hit. I'm the one that went around to every station that wanted to talk about this locally. And I said, you got to give them credit. They want, you don't understand how patriotic Vince McMahon is. Like he believes it's his solemn duty. I swear to you. He really believes it's not a gimmick. He really does believe it about they provide this escapism, this, this, this get away from reality stuff. Get your mind off of 9-11, you know, when 9-11 hit, get your mind off of what's going on with COVID when COVID first hit. We need to applaud them right now. You may not be a wrestling fan, but you got to give WWE their credit, I said. Um, so, like, I take that a little bit more, you know, seriously. So when they – because I'm out in the open about it and cheering them along for those things. So I've also got to be honest when I feel, you know, they go a little too far and don't use that same thing. And, and, my, and I would argue the same thing goes when they go – not to get off on a tangent, and hopefully we won't open a can of worms with this, but – same that's same with my belief on why I will not watch any of their shows when they go to you know where uh Glenn oh Saudi Arabia um yeah. and I understand that and I think if we want to talk about like overshadowing it so on wrestling twitter tonight and now granted wrestling twitter is a portion of of uh the fan base but when you've got Charlotte Flair uh all these wrestlers Randy Orton tweeting out black lives matter uh, as the show's going on air and they're talking about what's going on in Minnesota and the, uh, you know, the injustice, uh, the, uh, uh, not or justice not being served uh, by the delay of arrest and the terrible things that are going on in this country with race relations. I mean, when you've got the wrestlers talking about that on Twitter and then it's like any wrestling show at the same time is going to seem sort of tone deaf compared to what 
a lot of the fan base is paying attention to there. It's like, you know, I, I've spent tonight, uh, you know, instead of thinking about what, how can I tweet or participate in this conversation? I want to listen and read what other people are saying. I just think that we're at such a moment in history right now. The deck was stacked against WWE to begin with, but by doing this, it's just kind of like, Oh, like this was not the counter programming, uh, to, to, uh, the horrors we're seeing, you know, and everything that's going on right now. So well said, well said. Uh, along those lines, Bob, the builder, $2 Canadian super chat saying, sending, sending all my love to Minneapolis, stay safe. Um, we have heard from, uh, speaking of which of multiple fans, and I apologize. I think the, uh, super chat scrolled off, but someone said they're in Atlanta with what's going on with, uh, the protest there that wrestling was preempted. So they weren't even able to watch SmackDown. And, uh, where was that? Where'd you say uh, in Atlanta. So with what's going on, if we saw in Atlanta, protesters uh, were, I guess, at the CNN building. So there was there was live coverage um, that was going on. I mean, this is this is just crazy right now, what's happening. And I think a lot of people were probably very distracted tonight uh, by real world events, and rightfully so. Um, and wrestling took uh, sort of a backseat to that. But that being said, they did open with this segment with uh, Jeff Hardy uh, hitting Elias. As uh, Justin Lopez pointing out in the super chat, saying this is the third time in about two months they tried to kill off Elias. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> technically he's correct. Uh, Jim and Cinto Gomez super chat saying, apart from the beginning, it was a good episode of SmackDown. Yes, and I actually that's correct. I agree with that. Well, and I do as well. I'll say that you know if you look past that opening when they were backstage and had all the wrestlers jockeying for what should we do to replace Jeff in this intercontinental title tournament? I enjoyed that seeing the whole uh, roster back there and then them announcing the battle Royal that opened up yes. where we had uh King Corbin, Shorty G, Drew Gulak, Jey Uso, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sheamus, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, and Cesaro with the winner going on to face Daniel Bryan later in the night. Uh, what'd you think of this match and Sheamus winning that match? I, I dug it. I, I thought that was the right call too. I think this was this was very good, actually. Yeah, right. It was the right call. I mean, battle royal, good, good, a little bit of excitement here, open, open field, and uh, you know, Sheamus winning, you know, winning the way he did, logical. Obviously, he's the one that's been at, at odds with Jeff Hardy, so it makes sense that he's the one that gets to the opportunistic one who gets to now take, uh, you know, yes. you know, capitalize on Hardy not being there. Yes, please. So it was. It was. It was I mean, again, n never mind what you think politically or sensitivity about the opening segment uh, of what they shot outside. And at least what this, this flowed as a story, just bull, bulletproof. Um, yeah, I thought they did a good job with this. And look, I always like a battle Royal. Um, I think people competing for this spot. Yeah, definitely built the anticipation. Um, and uh, sorry, the, so the chat room, I'm just reading what everyone else is saying. It's interesting. I think, I think a lot of our, our uh, fans tonight, viewers are kind of in the same place, paying attention to what's going on in the world and trying to uh, get this escape by watching SmackDown. Um, yeah. So we had Sonya Deville backstage warming up. She talked about dominating Mandy Rose last week. Lacey Evans yeah. is going to face the same fate this week. Lacey Evans appeared behind her. Um. And then we also had Shorty G arguing with Cesaro and Shinsuke saying he was robbed. <laughs> Cesaro <laughs> talking some trash, saying he's not fit to be the IC champ. Um, and uh, yeah, they uh, setting up a match between them with Shorty G rocking Cesaro, sending him to the ground. Then we had Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville. Um, this was a little different, right? I mean, Sonya getting whoa, like whoa, a first, real match. Yeah. 
say 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 what happened in the in the match. So, so it was a double count out with them uh, going at it with each other. Um, okay. Yeah. So it ended a double cut right, so, kind of on the floor. Yeah. So this was awesome. I thought this was pretty damn. This match was good until the double count out part. But I'm happy it happened. Even though I love me some Lacey Evans, and I think she's a headline. I do. I do. I think she's a main event star for, uh, you know, a women's division for sure. Um, heavy future heavyweight champion. Um, with that said, she was like wrestling against like my, like currently my third favorite female talent at the moment. Like, you know, so it's like one of those like fantasy football situations where you have people <laughs> on both teams, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, Duh, you know, so this was tough to just to sit back and enjoy. Cause I was like, damn, Lacey cannot afford, they cannot afford to Lacey lose here in my opinion, but then they also can't afford to, you know, so, nonetheless, the, the match itself, though, if I'm breaking the match down, the psychology and everything that was in this match, this was a good match, you know? Yeah, it was a good match, hard-hitting, and, and I'm, but I'm with you. As soon as, I, as, as soon as I find out they're having a match, I thought the same thing. I don't want either of them to lose, so how are they going to do this? So, I'm fine with a, a double count, and I'm fine with knowing, yeah. okay, we got more to come. Um, and, I, you know, yeah. and the other thing I'm glad, too, is that oftentimes, I don't know why what WWE does this, oftentimes when – Somebody gets done doing a really long invested story, like Sonya. Sonya had this this pretty invested story with with Mandy and, and Otis and all that stuff. Oftentimes, after that story concludes, then it's like, all right, Sonya, back to the line. We're gonna, you know, now we're gonna move somewhere else. I'm glad that so they. So true. Yeah. So I'm glad that they are immediately picking up and giving her another feud, another story, and it being with somebody else who needs to be at the forefront of TV and Lacey Evans. Yeah. I like seeing Sonya in a real match that didn't involve Mandy or Dolph. Or all that drama. I thought that was really good to kind of give her, and even Lacey. I mean, these are two rising talents that have uh, been in some lackluster feuds or feuds where they weren't necessarily the star of the feud. So I like seeing them get this opportunity to have a match with one another. And yeah, I'm glad we're going to get more of this. Uh, We got a promo from the Forgotten Sons. So they did seem to clarify tonight that two of them served and one of them is a fan of their service. Or how do they put it? Or thank them for their service. So I like that they uh, finally sort of broke that down. But what do you think about this angle they're doing with them, Matt? It's good. Uh, this is more than I thought they would do with them. When they were in NXT, I was like, I can't see them bringing... I, I could see them bringing this up for like a minute and then like it failing in the first three weeks somehow because they wouldn't book it properly. Um, I like how they've been booking them for the most part so far. Yeah, they they like them doing just doing promos and kind of. I mean, they've had a little bit of match time, obviously, but uh, the consistency of having uh, like a backstory be told each week. Uh, they're, I mean, yeah. they're, 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 it's a rarity because normally we say, okay, when talents go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown, they end up getting going backwards. This no backstory either. Yeah. They never get backstory either. You're right, Justin. It's always they've got to get over on their in ring wrestling. Yep. And um, that's really it. We don't know much about them. The main roster, if you don't watch NXT, sorry. If you watch Raw SmackDown, you don't watch NXT. A lot of times the NXT wrestlers don't do as well because WWE doesn't put the time into giving them promo time and story time on Raw and SmackDown when they get called up. No, they don't. Best. When they sli- I, tr- when, I try when my they, best not to say you called up. By the way, when they uh, when they slide over from Wednesday night, oftentimes what happens is WWE just <laughs> WWE just relies. <laughs> <laughs> WWE relies on getting the 
the the initial debut pop of oh my god that that that's the person I love in NXT they're on Raw right. SmackDown and then yeah. after that there's yeah. they, they just they don't they don't invest in the backstory so um this is I mean and this is also kind of somewhat original I really can't think of like I mean the, the WWE's touched on military obviously before they touched on like you know I mean it goes back to slaughter iron sheik they've gone back to like uh, nationalism, but like they, they, I can't really recall. Like uh, you know, here here's three guys who who are coming back who have served in the U.S. military for real, and that are kind of playing like a I don't know is it wrong to say they're kind of playing like a like a Vietnam veteran who's not being who's who's not who's not happy with how they've been treated since coming home is I, I don't know, but it, it seems my point is it seems yeah. kind of original. I haven't seen something like this from WWE. It's not it's not one of the redundant stories they they pump out every couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even interesting. Oh, by the way, somebody yeah. somebody said something on here the other day that in my comment section, I think on Twitter, they're like, "Oh, there, there goes Matt Morgan, like off to go smoke." Just so everyone at home is watch is making sure. Raj told me I shouldn't be breaking kayfabe. I'm not allowed. I'm not supposed to be eating on the show. So every time you see me move my head, I'm not eating. I promise. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> boss man the boss man just keeping you in line morgan i've never i've never shared that with you all and you all never asked me but i had a fan asked that if i gotta I had to be honest at least raj i've been very good not eating in front of people in the middle of the show with a mouthful of food so this is the best i got there you go uh so we'll talk about matt riddle in a minute bob the builder ca two dollars saying they're hyping up riddle to be the face of smackdown i want to go quite that far but uh they're definitely building him <laughs> with what we saw tonight. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Matt's reaction, good lord. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> what's your heat with Matt Riddle? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like the face of Smack. Like, let's not. Let, okay, <laughs> this happens every time. Nakamura's coming to SmackDown. Oh, he's going to be the top star in the brand. They're really giving him a push. This is going to be great. <laughs> Bobby Roode's coming to SmackDown. We're going to get to hear the music. We're going to have the rope. This is going to be great. I'm just saying, let's, you know, uh, cool. borrow a phrase. Cool curb our your, jets a little. Yeah, curb your enthusiasm a little bit on this because uh, we know how this plays out. <laughs> you know? Yes. Unfortunately, not, we do. Cart goes behind the course, a horse, not ahead of it. Um, the, the, the good news about real, really quick, even if they yeah. book him as a jobber, which they won't, his as long as he gets in the ring, I'm a happy man because sure. again, every, everything he does is so different. Um, Nate Monroe, Buck 99, saying, Do you think Cesaro should leave? He's so good. Yes, um, absolutely. Yes, yes, and more. Yes, yes, I do. You know, uh, James Foth, uh, with this comment said, uh, the Jeff Hardy stuff reminds me of Hangman Page dr drinking, except Jeff Hardy is actually an alcoholic. I was thinking that for a moment in a cynical Vince way, Vince going, AEW, what they're doing an angle with somebody drinking. We've got a real life person with an alcohol problem here. Let's turn that into a story. Why didn't you writers bring this to me first? Um, it just, it does, but it, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, even with Paige, and I guess that's the thing. Like, Matt is someone who's been very open about their own uh, issues and struggles with addiction. I mean, is it better to have someone like Adam Page who we don't know for the record that he has any personal history with this and he's merely acting as part of this storyline? You know, it's like, what's better and what's worse? Is, is there a better and worse to have that versus Jeff Hardy, who then we're assuming is fully on board with this storyline and revisiting his past demons for uh, purposes of entertainment? 
I think Jeff, knowing him, is cool with it because he knows he's messed up enough to where he also is very. He's also very aware of his impact. Yeah. Jeff loves his fans. He loves his fans, really does. So I could see Jeff using it like hell. That's the way I would use it too, actually. And that is, if I have an opportunity to bring to life a real storyline here, then listen, we're going to talk about my triumph as well, Vince. We can show this dark part and tell this part of the tale, but we're damn sure going to show when I overcome this. Because let me be clear, I'm going to overcome this. You know what I mean? And it's my successes with addiction, not my failure. And that's my thing. I saw, you know, I saw a lot of debate, uh, you know, on on Twitter, on social media tonight about you know it being poor. To, never mind that there's stuff going on in the world, uh, you know, Minneapolis and such, but just it being poor taste to to, to use Jeff's uh, past troubles. And, and I mean, and, and you, everybody has the right to feel, you know, if they don't find it in good taste, that's everybody's right. That's any person's right as a viewer. But my when people ask me, my opinion is like, I I, I feel I feel about it, whatever Jeff feels about it. If Jeff felt fine doing this and felt that it's going to help a story. It's going to help a teaching moment at the end when this whole story rolls out, then I'm fine with it. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, like if, if, if like a Hollywood actor, if, uh, if, if I think, I think in the nineties, this actually happened. I think if Keanu Reeves in real life gets pulled over for DUI and then like he accepts a couple years later, uh, a movie script where it happens that, that his character in the movie is drinking and driving like we don't, we don't get all up in arms about that, do we? I mean, if, if as long as the as long as the participant, as long as the the, the talent in this case is okay with what they're being asked mm, to do, true. and if, and it's not like Jeff, it's not like Jeff is a young wrestler who who's who's who, who's agreeing to something that he actually isn't comfortable with just to keep his spot, dude. Jeff, you know, Jeff, you're totally you're hijacking my stuttering character tonight, brother. What's going on? <laughs> you're killing me. Stuttering. And that's I'm stealing my stuff, but go ahead. Yeah, I always have the stuff. No, I think, uh, but I think you're right. I mean, like, so Justin, I think we put it in good context. I, I, uh, you did always really admire, um, like when Ben Affleck, I'm gonna make a movie reference here. Everyone's gonna be like, what, why are you bringing up this movie? Uh, like in the movie Bounce, I mean, we know Ben Affleck has famously had issues with alcohol, so in Bounce played a character who had a drinking problem, like that was part of it. It was issue with alcoholism. I understand the way back, uh, that just came out recently, it's kind of a similar thing. Like, I, I think it's very powerful when somebody who's really been through it uses that experience in their work. Um, so you're changing my opinion a little bit on it here. I think it's not the struggle though, or Jeff acknowledging that I have an issue with, I think it was the idea more of for purposes of kayfabe having impl like implicating or suggesting that he was driving while intoxicated as part of the story tonight. That was the part where it was kind of a little jarring. Sure. But, and I don't want to, I mean, we'll, and we will yeah. get to the main event segment, but, and, but I'll, and Good, so I'll bring Lord. up yeah. what? Sorry. I, I, I know you guys can hear that. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> And when we get to the main event segment and we, and we start to learn, okay, it's not what it was perceived to look like in the yes. opening. So there is a, a, a swerve. Uh, Disco Scotty, $5. Just realized tonight that Lacey Evans is wearing Mickey Mouse's shorts. Disney buying WWE confirmed. <sighs> Disco Scotty, quit starting the pot, man. <laughs> uh, Jim Cinto Gomez, four ninety nine. By the way, according to Gable's Twitter, I think he may have gotten his name back. Shorty G name sucks. Good, good. Uh, and Dr. Child is buck 99 saying, love what you guys do. Let's all stick together. Um, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, no, we definitely appreciate it. Oh, and then Bob the Builder saying about the face of SmackDown comment. The reason he said it was uh, because that's what Angle said in his promo. Come, hashtag come on, Glenn. 
Bob the Builder laying it down. He's always got his backup. He Bob the Builder, I think, is a data-driven decision maker. You see that? Before he says things, there's something. He always backs it up, usually. Him and Antoine both always will tell you why they say what they say. And if we if we clown them, they'll go back and be like, don't you remember like 12 weeks ago when so-and-so, you know? And they usually have a reason for it. So, Do you think Shay, Raj is sitting around at the, the clubhouse of his uh, – of, uh, you know, his golf, his country club, uh, after he just did some golf, lighting a cigar with a hundred dollar bill and saying, and get this, they give suggestions, uh, and pay money to give suggestions or thoughts or input. And then the hosts disagree with them and they pay money to disagree with the hosts. This is the greatest scam ever. I don't even have to do the podcast. I love the fact that you paint Raj at a country club. That's my favorite part <laughs> of that analogy. Did Same I tell you he... about that vision? He said on the po- on this very podcast, he said, well, the golf courses are open. I said, yeah, but come on. The, the clubhouse at your country club is closed. He was like, yeah, well, yeah, that's still closed. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so, oh, I miss it. I now remember you doing that, actually. <laughs> I, I didn't even pick up on it at the time. Raj, I, I, you belong to a country club, Raj. Whenever I, wow. whenever I think about Raj living large. Whenever I, whenever I think about Raj living large, I think of the 1995 Hunter Hearst Helmsley promos. That's what I think Raj is sitting around doing. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he plays? Hang on. Do you think he plays polo? Oh, I could see that for sure. He, yeah. I could see. I could see. <laughs> I see him being. Uh, he's doing billiards. He's doing polo. He's doing cricket. He's doing. I mean, I think he's doing it all. <laughs> okay, here's the question. Do you think Raj owns a horse or he just borrows like a friend's oh. horse when he does pull up? No, he owns one just for the two times a year he'll, he'll use it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, at this point, guys, I, I'm surprised he doesn't ask us to cut his grass. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for that fourth box to pop up on the screen and him to do a run in. I'm egging it on because you know where he's at right now. You know what type of situation I'm sure he's in right now. So we will get NWO Raj. He's going to do a run-in. He's wearing a tuxedo. We hear classical music in the background. He's having a fancy dinner party. And he gets interrupted for him to come on here and chastise us. Yes. Yes. Uh, Joe Kavara, Buck 99, the hacker, will end up revealing who hit Elias. I tweeted that. That's exactly what... That's how they can use this hacker gimmick. Let's see the security footage. Why are you? All right, time out. We can't let's slow down, Glenn. What? Why yeah. are we thinking about that when this is happening tonight? Why is the hacker ending entering anybody's mind during tonight's show? Why? Be- because we need to see the video Why? of what really happened. We need to see the video of what really happened. This has all been a set. We need I'm here to give. I'm here to inform everybody. The hacker should take up zero, 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 zero space in any of our heads. Zero. He hasn't earned it. Jake Brulletti, $5. I like the blend of real life and wrestling modern kayfabe. I think more of it could work, especially with the fans. Real motion is what it's all about. Yeah? Question mark. Okay. It, it, it is. And you, you can argue that. See? But then I don't know because I, I felt like that was real life. For me as a viewer, that was real life heat for me watching that. That wasn't, ooh. You, you know what I mean? Like I really feel bad for Jeff right now or – you know what I mean? I didn't get that. Yeah. Buck 99, Dr. Childers saying, I wish the mayor of my town was Mayor Matt Morgan. Well, I know we should all be so lucky. 
Where do you live, Dr. Childers? And do not waste your money to answer that. Glenn, please. Just, actually, I'll go into the chat and look for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt learned how to use the chat. The Where other do you live, Dr. Childers? Uh, he's, he's mocking me. Justin Andrews, Buck 99, is saying, as a Minnesotan, pray you all stay safe. Much love. Thank you, Justin. Uh, definitely thinking about what's going on in Minnesota tonight, um, these past few nights. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, uh, Dr. Charles, he did pay, Matt. He said, Rock Mart, Georgia. So, you know. Okay, why can't I see that? I see Ronnie Matthews last. I don't know. It's right after that. Okay, so sorry. it's probably coming up in a second. Might be a step behind. Lee says London. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, gee, wow. Um, gold standard, triple zero, five dollars. You think the hacker will never be revealed like the anonymous raw GM revealed years later randomly? I think we're going to get it soon. I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it. You're like, done. Um, I don't want it. Leonza Duncan, $2. Speaking of his Hunter Hearst Helmsley Triple H Cannon. Yeah, I mean, that name is still what Triple H stands for. Yeah. They, they didn't, like, wreck on the gimmick. Wow. No. Um, you know what's weird, though, in real life? Barber. I don't know if you do this, yeah, but uh, many times when I'm discussing the, uh, the, the towing service, I accidentally refer to Triple A as Triple H, at <laughs> least twice a year. And I get mocked for it by non-wrestling fans. Uh, now, Phil Phil, and I'll address this head on. Uh, Phil Phil, Canadian $5, saying, I think it's clear people are AEW biased. They do a drowning spot, and that's fine. They do this with Jeff Hardy, and everyone is an outrage. Um, I, mm. I honestly, we talked about this. I don't think people saw it. We saw this as a Matt Hardy gimmick about the pool and the reincarnation. I yeah, I, I don't I think it was meant. I didn't yeah. pick up on that at all. Obviously, I would have had a very strong opinion of it, obviously. Shadow's a very good friend of mine. Not a wrestling buddy, but a real-life friend. So I would have been irate about that had I picked up on it. I didn't until we did this podcast, and you guys in the chat room said it. And I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't even pick it up on it. But to be fair, if my emotions felt that way, I'd be lighting them on fire for it. Trust me. Yeah, um, yeah you know? So go ahead. What was the next one? Savan? Savan Vavar saying not to get off topic. Savar, uh, Savan, too late for that. Uh, <laughs> any chance we get Roman to join <laughs> Seth on Raw with this Messiah storyline? I think... Roman's still bigger than Seth. I mean, so much bigger than Seth. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Terrible Trey 499 says, uh, I've been lucky enough to meet Jeff a few times here in North Carolina, and he's always been a cool guy to be around. Great guy. I've always uh, heard good things about fan interactions with uh, both of the Hardys. And uh, wait, there was one other one. Let me go back here. Bob the Builder, $2, saying, come on, Glenn. Raj is too no. busy oiling up Ry Ryback. Ah, way to redeem yourself, Bob the Builder. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, <clears throat> back to the show tonight. Oh, this uh, Moment I'm of Bliss segment with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. We had the New Day out there. Um, and then interrupted by Bailey and Sasha. Bailey getting into it with Alexa, which set up the match. Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. But... Tonight, what did you guys think about like this segment in particular and the fact that we've got an audience again? Granted, they're good, all wrestlers good be talent. This was this segment was good because there was some people in the arena. You know what I mean? It, it worked. Again, still don't like these two as a tag team. I will say it every week until they're no longer a tag team, but it worked tonight. It's an it's an awkward pairing, but I will say when they move into the match, when they eventually go into a match of of 
of Sasha versus uh, Bliss, uh, Bailey and Cross on commentary and getting Michael Cole and Corey Graves to to break char- character and laugh. I mean, I don't know. It, that made this this whole thing really fun. I mean, the, the action in the ring was good. Sasha's finish. If, if for people that miss SmackDown and you rely on us to give you the, the high points, go find the finish. Sasha jumping from the apron and the little roll apron to the roll up. She ends up uh, pulling to, to get the victory in this. This was a, this was a really fun part of SmackDown. Again, everything from the comedy that was going on at the commentary desk and, and Cole and Graves just not being able to hold it in uh, to the in ring action. I liked a lot of this. This was great. Yeah. Um. I actually think Sasha versus Alexa, I mean, having this match, it is interesting how much Cross and Bailey commanded the attention here. Sasha picking up the win was good. Matt, I'll have you know, I still uh, yell out, God damn it, every time they, they uh, Bailey calls Sasha the blueprint. Every time I get angered when I hear them continuing to do this. At least, at least somebody's defending me. Thank you, friend, my friend. Yes. <laughs> He's not eating on camera, Raj. He's not eating on camera. That's what matters. Um, anyhow, uh, I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, with a physique like Matt Morgan's, you've got to eat all the time. I mean, if Matt, if you go what more than five ten minutes without eating, like the muscle just starts to literally turn to fat right then and there. Every three hours. Yes. Ah. Uh, so we had them celebrate after that. Uh, okay, so Cesaro versus Shorty G. Justin, what'd you think of this? A hard hitting match. I mean, three or four times they cut to a replay of the super slow mo just to show you the impact that, that, that Cesaro was making on uh, Gable. I'm calling him Gable. I refuse to call him Shorty G. Um, yeah. I mean, this was good. good. Uh, I'm glad they're using Gable again. I hope that they stay consistent. I I don't know. I don't know why they had to try the Shorty G thing. I don't know why they had him cut his hair. A lot of things I don't know. But even regardless of all that, you can't change how good the guy is in the ring. Yes, he's a small stature, and that's hilarious to Vince, I guess. But this was hard hitting, as every Cesaro match is. Cesaro is just Cesaro is incapable of having a bad match. That's 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 a fact. Yeah. He's he's awesome. That's why I hope he bounces on them, because he would be a great uh, addition. And people are gonna cry. I say this, but AEW, he would. I do. I think he would. I would even be happy seeing Cesaro in NXT, just getting to do some of the the things that the NXT talents and matches do. Could you imagine Cesaro in one of those fight cage pit matches the, we watched this past only, Wednesday? The that that would have been cool. But the only for that one match. Problem is. Finn Balor, one of the most, my opinion, popular baby faces, right? Um, when he got sent down, it has not worked out. It's still considered, in my opinion, not to me, but I think to the mass amount of fans out there. Even though NXT is a hotter, cooler show, I guess, if you could say that, it's still considered a step down, almost a demotion. The only one I've seen so far to make this work so far is Charlotte, honestly. Do you know what I mean? Where you, you've wrestled a main event. On Raw and SmackDown, consistently, yeah. not just once. You know what I mean? And then yeah. go to NXT. Well, and, and that sucks because it, he would be good on that show. I just think he'd be much better and get paid and have fun again and be creative again in a different company. Yeah, and any company would take him probably. ROH, AEW. Oh my God! Yeah, New, he New gets Japan. his opponent over. Yeah, Impact. He gets everybody over plus himself. 
I, I know you that's so hard to do. Don't stop talking on me. Stop stepping on me every time I try. Well, you're done. Right, well, tell. Well, you're done. What? 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 <laughs> oh my god, dork. Um, <laughs> I, but you know, seriously, he would listen to me. He would have been. He'd get more creative juices flowing, and I have a feeling he'd be so much better off in AEW. I really do. Matthew asked four ninety nine. Maybe it's because he hasn't been on TV in a while. But I thought Gable looked really, really shredded tonight. He looked good. He did. He did. Um, and uh, let's see. After that, with Shorty G picking up that win, <sighs> Shorty G. Um, let's talk about. Okay, this this was a high point tonight, right? Mandy Rose and Otis. And we saw them at the pool and Mandy Rose, we saw her fantasy and it was a play on uh, that famous scene from fast times at Ridgemont high. Um, I popped for this. I thought it was clever. You popped for this. I mean, it because it was kind of a deep reference. Okay. What well, plus it was also kind of, I mean, the re- yeah, sorry. The reference. Yes. The reference. Yes. Cause it's our age. We saw that movie. It's probably the first time any, anybody of our age saw nudity. I'm guessing like it was for me. Right. Well, well it wasn't how it does, but it was after that. Besides. Oh yeah. You're actually correct. <laughs> um, besides that, you remember my childhood better than I do. Um, <laughs> still. Other Matt, than that, I thought this was corny. No offense. Matt, we're going to crush it if we ever go on the newlywed game together. Like, <laughs> just because we know so much about each other. Uh, Glad I'm look, with you. I, I, Glad I'm with you. I thought it was entertaining for what it was supposed to be. And it was clever that they flipped it and they had it. It was Mandy's fantasy about Otis. Even the thing with the suntan lotion. Like, for, for W, I'm not saying, like, of everything I'm going to watch on TV this week or month or year, this was the best thing. But for WWE, this was like... Mm-hmm. About as good as it gets with actual humor. And and I should applaud him for being creative. I always said, even if I don't like it, if it's creative and different, I, I have to applaud it to encourage more of that. So for that, I should applaud them. But I'm just being honest. I don't care about this storyline. I hate this storyline. It was after this segment uh, that I thought about that segment. I thought about what the story that we were weaving with the whole Jeff Hardy thing. And I said, you know what? Especially, you know, People like us three, you know, the mm-hmm. the real watered down PG playing to the kids that just doesn't that's just not appealing to our age demo. This was not that. This tonight's sure. show felt very much like a a more adult oriented show. So that, that that's why I think it was that's why I think it was entertaining. I thought just you were going to say I thought he was going to say uh, attitude era, and I was oh, going to no. shut this show off for everybody. <laughs> Just a little bit, two dollars, okay. saying love me some Phoebe Cates. Um, yes. Wow. <laughs> Good call. Ah, the overachiever, two dollars, saying will Vince replace NXT with WCW? What? Not, what? I don't know. I did see that somewhere. I don't even go on the mark sheets either. I just want I seen this in like Twitter feed somewhere. Seriously, I I, I mean serious. I, I I saw this. I think on my Twitter feed somewhere. Somebody talking about is WCW coming back. I just thought he was, you know, just being crazy with that comment. And now there's somebody saying it right there. Is there anything to this? Uh, I don't know. No, 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 no rumors at all, right? Nothing. Okay. 
Um, so after this, we had Kurt Angle and we had the uh, promo for Matt Riddle. He also put over Randy Orton versus Edge at Backlash. So we talked earlier about how NXT talents have trouble when they go to Raw or SmackDown and backstory and this and that. This is a this is a good start. They you know having a Hall of Famer and and Kurt Angle yeah. do the announcement and lead into the video package. That's 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 a little more of yeah. an investment. So this is a, a, it's a very yes. small thing. Good start. I'll be curious though. Once Matt Riddle they start using him, like and Vince now has more control over him. Like the la- the last like one of the big things for Matt and you know the cool bro is he's barefoot and then he kicks the the, the flip flops off in his entrance. Like the last wrestler to wrestle barefoot in WWE was Rusev, and then Rusev twisted his ankle landing on a spot outside the ring. And from that point on, Vince made him switch to boots. So I wonder something so simple. That's to the, the bro gimmick of Matt Riddle is Vince going to allow him. Like, I'm, I'll be curious to see what touches and changes Vince makes. If he makes uh, any keep, keep him barefoot, but dude, stop doing the flip, the flip flop crap. That, that is corny as hell. Um, <laughs> it just is. Speaking of uh fast times. Yeah. Why don't they just give him the full on Spicoli gimmick? You know, at this point, I mean, he's, Two steps away. Seriously, it is so corny that thing, that, that gimmick. He doesn't need to do it. Terrible Trey eighty nine with a dollar ninety nine super chat saying, "Who do you think Riddle should feud with first? We got to think stylistically here. So think of Dolph Ziggler. Who do you got, Justin? See, there we go. Really, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph's a good first opponent for a lot of people. Um, but man. What do you think, Glenn? Do you have one? Well, Dolph Ziggler was the first feud for Nakamura and Bobby Roode. And look and how that turned. saw how those went. I know you're going to say that. You'd be correct. But he's right, though. Dolph is the best. I still think he's one of the best workers in that company. It's just that he's been buried for so long. A win over him doesn't mean anything as much. Yeah, it's really not about the though. win. Yeah, sorry. Stylistically, hmm. what would you put there? Because they're not going to put somebody in there right away that's going to fight like MMA style versus him, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they put him in there with someone who tries to out-wrestle him, and that just doesn't work. We get to see all his offense on full display, all of his running kicks, his knees, all the stuff he does. It's so damn different. I just think for the way that Dolph sells, Dolph doesn't have bad matches, and also there's a couple fun fun layers of Dolph, and Dolph's used this card before, but he can play the whole, you know, I've been overlooked, here you are, bro. I also think there's a fun little play of like, you know, Dolph had that gimmick for a while, even even on his tights of like you know stealing your girlfriend since nineteen eighty, whatever. Like, I feel like that. I feel like Matt Riddle could almost come off as like Dolph. I'm the cooler, newer version of you, uh, and and I'm actually going to win. I feel like there's something that could be played off between these two that would be fun to watch. Alonzo Smith saying he uh, saw there was Corbin. It's been confirmed. I'm seeing other people in the chat say that as well. Hmm. hmm. And that's the, the biggest thing. I don't like that. He is, but the only reason I don't like that is because they, they always freaking put Baron. Baron wins a lot. Yeah, he he does. Um, I don't want him to win at all if it's against Riddle, obviously. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, we don't know. Let's not predict. Let's wait and see. The Miguel two dollars saying Gulak and Riddle they have a history. Um. But Riddle's such – listen, if Riddle's going to be booked as a star, he's got to eat Gulak alive. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, that's the he's problem. He's got to gut him. Yeah. Not to, not to mention Gulak's a baby face, and they're <clears> going to bring Riddle in as a baby face. So. Uh, so let's talk about this main event. Think, oh, I'm sorry. Can I ask you a really quick yeah. question before we move on? 
What about you? People are going to think I'm crazy because they probably like the bro gimmick. I, I don't like the bro gimmick. He doesn't need it. His style is so damn different. I can't say that enough ad nauseum. With that said, why not have him come in with Paul Heyman, let Paul Heyman do his talking a little bit for him and, and let him be the different version of Brock, a very, very different version. You know, being he's a real life fighter. You know what I mean? I don't know. So Matt, that shoots him up right away. So the interesting thing about that suggestion, I don't hate it, but what is, uh, and then uh, there's, but there's the report out there that, that Brock is not a fan of Riddle. Brock is not a fan of Riddle kind of going into business for himself, allegedly on social media, trying to create a match with Brock. Um, so I, I, I wonder yeah. talking real life, right. if, if Brock would be okay with his real, well, you know, I mean, Paul really is like a manager and business manager for Brock. Like, I wonder if, Brock would be okay with it. Brock, you you yeah. you know Brock. You know Brock's all about business. So I mean, if they can convince Brock, this is gonna uh, get the internet buzzing. This is gonna make good business for you and Riddle down the line. Brock might be onto it, but because they everything... know because they know it's gonna happen one day. That's the that's the biggest part of the hook for me. Yeah, is that one day the two Heyman clients got to go against each other a year a year from after Matt has all these wins. I, I, I think that's a great story. Well, actually, you're selling me more on it the more I think about it. I think that's a great that's a great story to, to set up long term. Um, again, I guess Brock awesome. starts to get jealous. Brock starts to get a little jealous, you know? Yeah, no. I that Paul's giving him more attention. <laughs> and and it would it work too that Paul could still manage Brock and Brock's on Raw, Riddle's on SmackDown. Yes. So so that would work that Paul's kind of bouncing in between and then it starts giving one yeah. more more attention than the other one. You get to either what is it, uh, Survivor Series? What's a cross brand? Uh, is it Royal Rumble or Survivor Series? Or is it either? They both. This is the one where they always have the crossover. Survivor Series. Um, it's one of those, you know, where he's watching the tape backstage or something like that. He's like, "Yeah, you don't do that for me on my. You don't do that with me, Paul. What the hell, you know?" And then uh, just plants the seed going into Mania from there. It's just something simple. I don't know. He just gets jealous though. But yeah. you're right. Brock in real life, probably because he has such heat with him and doesn't want to do anything with him, then it won't happen. I know. I'm just trying to think it's something different because I don't like the bro gimmick. I don't think the bro part of his gimmick is going to be headline material. I don't think he needs it. I well, just don't think he needs it. He's better without it. But 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 Matt, if the bro, we keep saying you keep saying gimmick that if you, if you've ever been around Matt Riddle, that's I'll be right back. No. You guys keep talking about this. You guys keep it going. I'll be right back. Yep. I've never I mean, been around him. I've never met him. This never. is pretty. That's pretty much who he is. He he's a he's a he's a laid back guy who's open about uh, liking to smoke. He's kind of, he's kind of like he's just a different version of RVD in that res- in that respect. That, that the bro gimmick is not much of a gimmick. It's just it really yeah. is Kim. Okay, so that's what worries me though is that because we saw what they did with RVD, he never got to where he should have and deserved to get to. I was going back and watching the invasion angle again, dude, RVD was crazy over insanely over on a team full of, you know, heels, you know, that were getting booed like crazy. And RVD was getting chance. He was getting chance in like tags with a rock. Like he was, I'm telling you crazy pops. And yet they still screwed him over in my opinion by not booking him appropriately. They had to be like the hardcore champion and crap during that. And, uh, in my opinion, they should have skyrocketed him, but that's another story. Well, I definitely think RVD could have gone further. One thing I always think, though, is that RVD, when RVD in his career, at least in the, in the first half of his career, he's had so many 
chapters, good on him that he has. On the first half of his career, I mean, when you think about RVD in the original ECW, it worked so well because he was so cool, his moveset, his matches, but he had somebody speaking for him. He had Bill Alfonso. He had somebody else doing that stuff for him. It's true. He's not the strongest talker. You know, and he, he'll admit that right. to you. So, but Matt Riddle right. can Matt Riddle can talk. So, I mean, but Paul Heyman or somebody for him would also be good. But like, I feel like Matt might have a, Matt Riddle might have a few more tools in the toolbox to to to. Do you, do you ever listen to his promos and you're like, oh man, he means business. If I miss this match with Matt Riddle versus The Rock, I'm really gonna be missing out because of what he just said. I, I get what you're saying you're like, there, and maybe no, but I, I guess I guess what it is is. I've become such a believer in Matt Riddle, both because he has an MMA career and because he looks pretty vicious in a pro wrestling format. That I, while he might still be smiling, and, yeah, while he's still broing it up, I'm like, he's gonna mean business when the bell rings. He's gonna kick, he's gonna kick the shit out of you. I don't know. That's me, Bill. But no, that that's it's all very true. I, but I'm just thinking if you could shake the bro stuff a little bit, and how you know, yeah, I mean, dude, he's lethal in that ring. Like seriously, he just is, dude. He looks like he he's taking dudes' heads off with those kicks. And he sells his baby face of expressions when he's selling. He, he's 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 on point. With yes, he's 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 really improved. Actually, I was just gonna say he's improved immensely on his baby face selling. Big D fan. Gordon, big fan. Four ninety nine is saying, according to PW Insider, WWE is looking at using the WCW name. We'll see. But that could just mean for like a one-off pay-per-view of let's do like a throwback Halloween night. Havoc. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Kazarian X, $10. Shout out to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I started watching this pod just for Matt Morgan, who is one of my favorite big guy wrestlers. I always want to know where the name Carbon Footprint came from. Jim Cornette. I was a there TNA and Jim Cornette came up with that. Very creative. That was very creative, I thought. It is. Um, so, the main event, which we talked about a little. Daniel Bryan winning over Sheamus, distracted by Jeff Hardy. So, good match between Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. We got the distraction afterwards. Jeff Hardy beating on Sheamus. Uh, setting up Bryan versus AJ Styles in two weeks. The winner capturing the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, what did you think of uh, the match, Justin? Um, oh, Matt! I was gonna give. I was giving Matt a moment to finish there. I was gonna say, let Justin talk first. No, you're right. You got it, Justin. Just polite wise. Sorry. Yeah. No, good match. Uh, I, I got excited when it was gonna be Sheamus versus Brian because I, I remember the <clears throat> battles they had earlier on and Brian's rise as a as a main event star. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then we and then we get Jeff who comes out and and obviously they left the cliffhanger. We didn't get any explanation, but obviously Jeff's not in handcuffs anymore. He's here and he's after Sheamus. So Sheamus is. Sheamus has done something. So, again, aside from the politicizing this and what have you, uh, storylines-wise, good little cliffhanger. I'm, I'm, I'm interested now next week to see how they explain what we learn. I think this SmackDown will be one of the better-viewed SmackDowns that we've had in the last couple of months. And I know that there's a lot of other stuff on TV with news coverage of pandemic and of, of riots and stuff that could take people away. But I really think that this... I think or even, maybe if not, the, if not the live viewership, I think we're going to see like good... like. The YouTube numbers, I think all the, I think all the fall, I think the buzz on social media, people talking, even if they're criticizing, it's going to translate into people waking up tomorrow morning, going, "Man, I got to check something out on SmackDown." Apparently, something big happened. 
wrong week for it, man. Wrong. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, Justin, but tonight, I guarantee you, no one's going to be talking about this on social media tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. Like, world's got bigger, bigger things to pay attention to right now, I think. They should have find, found a way to hold this for a week, especially because they said tonight the Intercontinental Championship match between Brian and AJ isn't happening for two weeks. So I think that delaying this wouldn't have hurt them at all and would have saved uh, something big for a week when people might be uh, paying more attention. But again, I, and, and Matt, we said it earlier, you can change things, but they're taping stuff so in advance, putting stuff in the can. It's just hard to say what what was being weighed out of what can we change, what, what can we pull, what can we call an audible on right now. They're taping so much ahead of time. What are we critiquing here? Because AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan is a WrestleMania main event oh. match to me that I'd pay a lot of money to watch. I swear I would. No, I, I agree with that. Spike, this is going to spike the Intercontinental Championship to mean something for the first time in God knows how long. But I'm not stupid because it will last the totality of six months to one of those two lose it, and it will be worthless again. But the match to win, to see who wins the uh, Intercontinental Championship itself, holy crap, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think the match is going to be great, but no, Matt, the point I was making with Justin was saying that, oh, it was a really inventive angle that Sheamus set up Jeff Hardy in a way with this. And I agree. That's mm-hmm. a heck of a twist to uh, yep. have with this. I'm just saying that this isn't going to be the buzz of the weekend. You know, I mean, I right. think Randy, I mean, honestly, like Randy Orton tonight getting into it and talking about Black Lives Matter, like wrestling Twitter is really in a different place right now. So I don't think this is going to have nearly the uh, impact that it would on another week when people are talking about when wrestling is talking about real life. Well, and you're right. I saw Randy Orton. I saw Seth Rollins. I saw Charlotte. They all were talking about that. But I, but I will say, as I watched Twitter live as SmackDown happened, there was, there was just a a ton of debate going on about the the stories on SmackDown. So that just, that it was more so than normal. So I was like, man, rightly or wrongly, people are chattering about this episode. But no, I think Brian versus AJ will be fantastic. I think the hacker effect. I, I think, yeah. I, I really quick. I think I'll steal the show. And Matt, your favorite character, the hacker. I think the hacker is going to reveal what Seamus did to Jeff Hardy. I don't care <laughs> what he did to Jeff Hardy. You know, in this day and age, being sincere, I'm being sincere. I'm just telling the fans what I care about, what I don't care about. This day and age, especially people in your line of work, uh, you know, with uh, politics, Matt, people flip and flop and change their answers. You go back here. Matt Morgan has been against the hacker since day one. He has been down on this gimmick. He has never changed. He stays the course. He is steady. He has integrity, and he knows what he believes. And he believes the hacker is terrible. Yes. I am the mad. I am the uh, mad hater when it comes to the hacker. I am the hater of the hacker. I hate it so much. I hate it. Your aggressive hate leads me to believe that maybe you're the hacker that's going to be revealed. (laughs) (laughs) Just call it out. When you keep saying, "Oh, that girl's ugly. Oh, that girl has cooties. I don't want to talk to her." That's that's the girl you have the crush on. That's what you're doing here, Matt Morgan. Some solid third grade uh, uh, psychology <laughs> right there. It is. Ah, uh, oh, there we go. I was, gonna, uh, I was gonna tell you something really cool, but now I'm not. 
Uh, people in the chat room are wondering, uh, the hacker or Marco stunt, who do you care for less? <laughs> <laughs> the chat room knows me so well. <laughs> oh boy. Less Marco stunt. Okay. Well, the hacker, it's the gimmick you don't like of the hacker. It could be Ali and like, we love Ali. <laughs> and mine, by the way, is not like Marco himself. It is the usage of Marco stunt. I, I can't stand it. What Marco Stunt, they could be using they could be using him so much better by using him in as in you know a little bit more infrequently. I watched him on just to, bef, listen. I was watching Dark tonight, uh, AW Dark at one point, and like there was a spot in a match versus Jungle Boy and the librarian, right? Uh, Pete, whatever, whatever the other guy's name is, the yeah. male librarian, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, not Jungle Boy. Uh, what's his name? Pete, the librarian. Sorry, gets thrown to the outside. And like he bumps into Luchasaurus, turns around, doesn't bump into Marco Stunt, but Marco and Marco Stunt instead starts doing his flossing dance instead, and that like really bewildered the librarian. It's crap like that. Like dude, it's, it's come on, come on. It's just I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I'm not entertained by it. And I think there's a place for him, um, but by using him so much, you're. You're asking me really to stretch my imagination, and I don't want to stretch it when it comes to him. I hope AEW releases Marco Stunt tomorrow, and then WWE picks him up and Marco Stunt's reveals the hacker. <sighs> Just to screw with your world. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible thing to say. A terrible thing. I'm just we playing Mar- I'm just I'm just playing Marco. I hope you keep your job. Um Chris Bricks Buck ninety nine. Do you think Dream will be the next called up? I love the way you said that, Chris Bricks. Thank you. Did you hear that, Justin? Do you think Dream will be the next call up? Call up. Screw your dollar ninety-nine. Moving up to the big time, Chris Bricks. The you're real game. You're aiding to Raj's dues at the Country Club. You're you're, you're, you're this is nonsense. <laughs> the major leagues, as it were. I just took over Glenn's. Thank you. Gimmick there. Um, um, yes. So well, I'm assuming. The question. Oh, uh, I, th- I think Adam Cole. Adam Cole's the rumor, right? So I think Dream might be winning the title, a takeover. Hmm. I'm scared of Dream to get called up, by the way. Mm-hmm. I still am a little bit. Savan Varvar, I think I know the first names attached to this. Who's a bigger star first, Ford or Morgan? I'm assuming he means Penelope Ford or Liv Morgan. I was like. Is that like a trick question? I think he's talking about me. Um, who's the bigger star first? Oh, um, isn't Liv already kind of there? Because oh man, isn't she already kind of there because she's in WWE? Or do well, Penelope Ford in AEW is getting a push, but I think Liv's already she's... getting more of a push. Yes. So 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 I don't know. In an equal universe somewhere. Um, uh, Penelope Ford. Penel- Jesus, that looks terrible. Penelope Ford's where it's at. I think she would be a huge star. If we're talking about terrible. and if we're talking about blondes, let's not leave out Lacey Evans or Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. We're talking blondes here. I don't know why he we're picked Ford. Talk- oh, well, I don't know why he picked Ford and Morgan. Oh, no, I just he I did. Know. Yeah, I don't he know. did. Sorry. Leon's a Duncan. Two dollars. Matt, you're the only cowboy and LeBron fan I love. <laughs> it's so weird to say. At least I admit it. I will follow LeBron to whatever team he goes to. That is Dallas, that's always my that's always my football team no matter what. 
That is true. You are the only Dallas Cowboys fan I tolerate. As a, as a diehard Redskins fan, you're the only Cowboys fan I tolerate and would be oh. seen on screen with, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do we got in the news? Uh, well, we talked, um, Drew, Drew Gulak was mentioned earlier, and uh, obviously he, you saw him on SmackDown. Uh, that he, of course, we thought his contract did, in fact, run out a few weeks ago, but good news for Gulak. Uh, he has signed a new deal with the WWE, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, reporting that it's been a multi-year contract. We don't know how many years or for what amount of money, but uh, it seems clear that he wanted to be with WWE, and so he is now locked back into a new contract. So just so everybody knows, in WWE at any given time, you can be released ninety every 90 days. You know what I mean? So like, whenever they sign these deals, I'm always like, that's great. They stick to it. The contracts are not even worth the paper they're written on. You always hear that saying? It's really the truth of that company. And yeah. So I used to be a nervous. I, when I first started, I used to be a nervous wreck. Like my first 90 days of development, I was like, I made it. <laughs> my second 90 days, like I had it on my calendar. Talk about being pessimistic much. <laughs> you know, but like my first three rounds of 90 days, then I started to show a little bit more of my potential. I felt more comfortable finally. But yeah. seriously, every 90 days, you can get the Evo. Yeah, no, good, good, good point. I mean, they are independent contractors. The WWE can cut the cut the string to the kite at any time. Uh, and then the other news we have: uh, Samoa Joe again from the Observer Newsletter. Uh, Joe's obviously been on Raw commentary now for over a month. He uh, replaced Jerry Lawler. There was a lot of speculation when this happened. Was it because Lawler being older? Uh, you know, was it was, was Lawler was Lawler not being there uh, a precaution due to the 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 COVID nineteen? Uh, now it's being reported that Joe, in fact, is going to be the new permanent. Uh, color guy in that three-man booth that he that he's replacing Lawler. My personal opinion, I don't think Jerry Lawler is mad or upset about that at all. Lawler's pretty open in interviews and podcasts that he just doesn't he, he doesn't want to be there every week, and I don't think he wants to keep up the product every week. I think he's happy doing kind of the special assignments what they give him. So, uh, and Joe sounds good on commentary, so I think this yeah. is a win 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 all around for all parties involved. I agree with that. Uh, Leon's a Duncan, two dollars. Niner Nation, by the way, the catch you stole, Dion. Um, <laughs> oh boy! And their sports. Um, the first Redskins. Notice, notice, notice he didn't say we stole To. By the way, he probably didn't like To. You didn't appreciate To. The okay. first Redskins game I ever went to uh, was the one year Deion Sanders played for the Redskins, and he had, and he actually had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Mm. It was it was like I, I remember like marking out like crazy. Like I thought it was like the. And where we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I remember uh, buying the Must Be the Money cassette single back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Danny California saying, is Samoa Joe's entering career over? Yeah, yeah, well, this new that headline that I just read, that certainly brings to speculation that, yeah, I mean, uh, with the number of injuries that he, we saw him have, we've seen him have in WWE, and then if he, in fact, is going to be the new, new permanent fixture, at the at the booth, it would make you think that he at least is a regular full time. It makes you think that it's that they are moving away from that. I hope not. Uh, that took you forever to say. I'm sorry, dude. That 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 drives me nuts. That he's not. I get he get. I understand he got hurt. I get it. He gets hurt a lot. I get that too. I still think when you're trying to be a company that's looking for new main event stars, you know what I mean. To stick, Joe could stick. I'm telling you. I don't know what else he's got. I don't know what he's got to do besides stay healthy. Um, but they don't do him any favors. He was riped. He, he was perfectly ripe for the picking. 
remember that Matt versus Brock? You remember that that promo he cut on him? Mm-hmm. Then that moment in time, they should have changed their plans right then and there because he came across as the first person that I've seen not look scared one iota of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, so anything else? Nope. There you have it, folks. So look, I'm sorry tonight. Like, we're trying here. Um, I think that, you know, like everyone in the chat, it's interesting. The chat is half talking about what they saw on TV tonight and half talking about what's going on in the world. I feel that yeah. 2020, uh, yeah. 2020, man. Okay. But scroll up a bit, man. There's stuff in there. Uh, and I'm paying attention to the chat. Like I'm getting news updates from the chat. What's going on? And I'm just like, man, it's it's kind of crazy uh, with with all this. But um, what was the headline today we were talking about, Justin? Just as a sign of how this year has gone. Oh, the monkeys! Like, the monkeys stealing the the blood COVID nineteen samples. Monkeys in a lab in India stole COVID nineteen positive blood and escaped the lab. This is an actual news story today covered by multiple reputable sources. This is the world we're living in. You're kidding. No. No. Not kidding. Um, But look, Monday night, we're going to be back here. Me, myself, Matt. Me, myself. Nothing this weekend? Nothing this weekend? Oh, nothing this weekend, right? But next weekend and the weekend after that, we got stuff. Okay. Uh, I, won't, Raj, I, won't, I won't be here the next two Fridays. So I'll see you guys on Wednesdays. Drunk Raj, guys. We're going to have Drunk Raj. Yay. <laughs> Wayne Montgomery, uh, Buck99, wants to know, what about the ratings NXT versus AEW this week? Uh, both had a significant boost. Uh, it was uh, – AE, AE, I don't have it in front of me, but AEW did uh, – AEW won in the, in the war, but both had a, a huge boost compared to the weeks prior. Chris Jones is saying uh, over 800,000 on AEW and XT yeah. was over 700,000. So that's good. That's I'm positive like, for both brands. Chris Jones stealing your gimmick, Justin. It ain't my gimmick. It's not. I didn't ask to, 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 to give the news headlines. You didn't? I didn't. <laughs> I show up here to stutter, interrupt you, and have a drink, and, and that's it. But I but Raj <laughs> asked me to do everything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody, look, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane out there. We're going to be back here Monday night on the podcast. Until then, take care. Bye, guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.